All right, how you doing? This is Late Night with Mike. Yep, I'm Mike. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Yeah. All right. You hear other voices today. That's because we have my boys from Slam St. Joan from Chicago. We got George and Rich in the studio doing a live one here. What's up, guys? What's up, Late Night Mike? <laughs> Actually, it's during the day, right? Yeah, we fucked this all up, didn't we? I don't think you're supposed to say that, right? There's some secrets you're supposed to keep when it's radio. Yeah, well. <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, in the background you can hear uh, this tune's called Eyes. This is on, uh, well, this is the soundtrack for Slam St. Joan. This is one of your first tunes you guys did when you were went from Valentino to Slam St. Joan. That's one of my favorite, actually. I like that bass line. Yeah, well. That's Rich. That's the guy speaking right over there. He did the bass line, and once that thing started, we knew we were writing a song. Yeah, he just knocked that out. So, yeah, bass and drums, it sounds cool. We're listening to that in the background right now, and then we just kick that guitar in there. Nice. See, back in the day, we actually had to play guitar. We couldn't just do which is what people do now. Yeah. Well, it was, what'd you do, like a uh, four-track recording on a cassette or something and kind of... Do you remember that shit? No, you know, I think that song, we wrote it and, and, you know, refined it, and then you just go in the studio and you get it done. And Back then, we used to have a warehouse we'd practice in. It was a huge warehouse. It was awesome. And when you're in a warehouse and you're writing songs and the whole band is there, that's when we wrote our best stuff because it's loud and you're rocking and you're in a good mood and you're drinking beer and it's all good. You know, when people are writing in their bedroom, which we did, yeah, it ended up being like really mellow songs. They're good songs, but they weren't the rockers. The rockers came with all of us together just having a good time. Ray and uh, Rich Rod, uh, if you're listening, uh, why don't you call in and see if this guy's full of shit. <laughs> you know, you guys kind of saved my ass because the band I was in at the time when you guys were forming, the, when the band was starting, the band I was in, it was okay, but it was it was, it was a new wave band. It's kind of a flock of seagulls. You know, we wrote our own songs, but it was kind of a flock of seagulls, uh, missing persons, Berlin kind of yeah. sound, if you even know who any of those bands are, but it was... Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> I cover those fucking bands right now. You know, there's nothing wrong yeah, with it. I right. liked it. I admit it. I liked it. I can, yeah. uh, you can like more than one kind of music. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, well, you know, in the 80s, it was uh, definitely MTV, so you didn't even realize how much you probably liked the other bands. You just left the TV on and watched all the videos. So you had Springsteen, Prince, yeah. shit, Madonna, you, yeah. were, you know. Oh, I mean, huge. I mean, C- Cindy Lauper, yeah. all that shit was just cool. The Michael Jackson videos, then they started, you know, turning them to mass production you know, and then all the, you know, some of the metal bands did the same thing. They did the live videos. I mean, for me, it was Quiet Riot. When they did Come On, Feel the Noise video, I was like, that's fucking cool. We were in Florida. We were in Daytona Beach when that song came out. Remember, Rich? And it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like, it's like, what is this? This is amazing. This is awesome. It was kind of the spring break theme for that particular trip. It was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, no, MTV had a lot to do with how probably you guys even wrote your music, I would think. You're like, okay, we got to do something like this. You guys, did you do videos? We got a lot of live videos and stuff, but, you know. Cool. Awesome. So let's go back. So you started as Valentino. How many years was that? That had to be. How many years ago? We don't have to. No, well, shit, I don't know how many years. Three years Three years, and then. And then uh, let's talk. It's a kind of cool story how you changed the name. You guys went on tour and take well, it from there. Well, we started 
we played the local clubs in the Chicago area, and, and, and we you know started branching out, branching out, branching out, going a little further, going a little further. Started going to other states, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana were the states that you know surround Illinois. And uh, we kind of found out, you know, looking through all the magazines that were out, you know, the local magazines, rock magazines, Valentino was not a great name because there was pretty much one, at least one, in every state. So uh, we decided, all right, let's let's change the name. And um, we took a little break. We took a break. We wrote some new songs, and we thought, oh, now would be the great time to to make the change. And finding a band name, like getting five guys to agree on a band name, is is borderline yeah. impossible. Right. <laughs> So we Been had there done that. We had some good ideas. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, our drummer Rich Rod. Uh, you know, we liked the Bullet Boys back then. We thought that was a great band. And he's like, "Well, they're called the Bullet Boys. It was pretty badass. Why don't we call ourselves the Missile Men?" <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> you know? what? Thought about it. Thought about it. You know, it's like that's pretty cool. Do you remember but your name you wanted? Was not cool enough. I don't remember the name I wanted. It was like thousand miles per hour. Ah! It was like this really long name. <laughs> I'm like, can we shorten that at all? Like, that's not gonna Dude. work for us. It was a country song or band. It was a country song that I heard, and for some reason, I just, you know, for a minute, I thought that was really cool. A thousand miles an hour down a dead end road. I just thought the concept was cool, but clearly a fucking horrible name for a band. And then, like, what if you wrote a song with a long name too? Then it, can you imagine that on iTunes right now? It would now you see like <laughs> the first you know three words and that's it. Yeah, it would have to become. We'd have to see what the letters are. We'd have to become an acronym. We just you know eight thousand. We'd have to. A1, that's good. We just start with go A1. Yeah, you'd be in the... And everything. Absolutely. I like it. Phone, phone book. Phone book. Well, Spotify, if you're going in alphabetical order, we'd be number one, pretty much. Fabulous. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Um, one of my favorite tunes on the Slam St. Joan uh, album was Roll the Boys Over, so wow. we're going to... That's a good one. Yeah, we're going to play that one for you now, and then uh, we'll be right back. We're going to take a break. Listening to Late Night with Mike. With Mike.
All right, how was that one? That fucking tune rocked, huh, guys? I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that song in a while, and fucking drums just destroy it, and the changes in the song. I mean, I love that song. That just song was, it's it just, we used to write songs, it was like, we just wanted to punch you in the face repeatedly, and that <laughs> song felt like that. It's like, dude, hey, I like it, and here's what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> Some serious power right there. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we're going to play a couple tunes off the... Uh, that disc for you you're listening to late night with mike we got george and rich in the studio and uh actually have these guys out in arizona for uh the weekend and we're having a good time and nice. uh drinking having a you know just talking about old time shit you know we're having a good time george is drinking a beer right now what is that a michelob something? i don't know you got it out of your fridge dude it's a yeah. michelob amber box. i think I... it's been sitting there since 2017 i like it it's good, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Arizona, beer. the deal, you just get the beer cold, and it's good. You know, fuck it. Cold beer. It's, I, I flew in, and it's a fucking, got off the plane, it's 106 degrees, and fuck you that it's a dry heat. I don't give a fuck yeah. that it's a dry heat. No, that's, it's hot. That's just yeah, hot. It's fucking hot. It, you know, just so you know, we're in the first week of October, and yeah, it's just a barn burner out here. But Yeah, uh, in Chicago, it's like 50 degrees right now. We're having a little cold spell, and you know, summer was nice, but... Like yeah. at 50 degrees isn't that nice. So I'm yeah. moving to Florida or somewhere because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just done with the cold. It's too much. You've been doing... How long have you been living out here? 16 years. Beautiful. We're so yeah. smart. Why yeah, didn't the win- I do that? Well, the winters are great. The summers blow. I mean... You gotta have two houses in this had, country, you know, unless you can afford California or something. Yeah. I mean, we had uh, 118, 117 degrees this summer many times. Actually, it's a record uh, year out here for heat. Wow. Yeah. Hottest, I think. I want to say July and August ever on record. It was just brutal. I think every case of human combustion that ever <laughs> happened happened right in your neighborhood. Yeah, so that's no fun. But anyways, uh, we got <laughs> we're play- this is crazy. We got the setup here. We we don't even have the right, right microphones. We got two dogs here. We're throwing balls. They're fetching the shit for us. This other dog, I don't know what the fuck's. This, you're a cat. That dog's a cat. I don't, I don't even like fucking cats, so I don't... I hope you don't like fucking cats. I'm, well, this guy, Rich, likes cats. Yeah, he has greyhounds. He likes greyhounds, but he did have cats. So I'm allergic that's to cats, so I could... So that's it. That's yeah. With the cats, yeah. But yeah. how about the dogs? You going to keep going to dogs? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So the wife likes cats. Wife likes dogs. Wife, yeah, she loves dogs. Happy wife, happy... Yeah, life. Happy, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Are we gonna? We we won't even talk about them because it, it'll get ugly, ugly. Dude, you're editing all of this out of the yeah, edit, yeah. Whenever I yeah, and my wife is, is just off limits because I'll I'll go on a tangent for twenty minutes. You know what? I think that would make for good radio. It would make for fucking great radio because I just. But then, then you could talk about the divorce. You'd have a lot of shit. <laughs> it's documented too. You dick. What? <laughs> so yeah you guys might i don't know how long you've known mike or how long you followed his podcast but what you just heard has been him for fucking 40 years that's what i hear from mikey that's what i expect to hear from mikey Wah! and is there a particular band that we're doing when we do Wah! is it judas priest is it iron maiden who exactly is Wah! it's um, and the two fingers go up on your hands when you do that right yeah, fucking yeah you do the yeah, horns go up the, horns are up and it's it's from several bands going from Motley Crue to Sabotage, mm-hmm. but uh, Sabotage, you know anybody yeah. who would just scream '80s was just you know I was just such a, a metal guy. But How about I have a, Steelheart, remember Steelheart? Steelheart, yeah. Oh, I mean, my God, that I was just, about the highest I think. Yeah, I love the screams, and really the screams were to piss my mother off because <laughs> she didn't like you know she thought Ozzy was the devil. Why are you listening to that shit? You know, and now kids are listening to 
you know, fucking Kanye and Jay-Z, everything is bitches and hoes and degrading women, but everybody loves it, and I don't get it. I don't know. She's my cherry pie might be a little degrading to women in a softer old kind of way. I suppose. Yeah, yeah baby. Not yeah. bad and all, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my mother just, don't listen to that heavy metal music. We're Catholic, you know, whatever. What kind of accent is that? I don't even know. We're Italian, but I, I do it, and it's, I don't know. Oh, I get Romanian. it. Romanian. I have no idea. Italian, kind of, or, or Russian. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I have a funny story about that scream, that wah, you know, wah! I used to do this, I'd walk around high school doing this shit, and that's the point where the guys are like, well, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anyways, I, I had to be 17 or 18, and I used to paint houses uh, to make money. Uh, had a job, a guy worked with, uh, his brother needed the inside of his house painted. So I go over there, quote the guy, and I'm like, this is going to take me a while, I'll come after work every day and paint for you. So we, I, I get my brother to help so we could do it twice as fast. Anyways, the guy would just, he'd leave. He'd say, hey, just you guys hang out here, paint. He trusted us. We knew, you know, we knew the guy. He had a big, uh, not parakeets, but he had a bird. It was like a parrot. Now, I don't know the exact name of the bird, but it was one of those big, cool ones you saw in the pet store. And I was like, you know, hello. Like yeah. Beretta. Yeah. Beretta. I was going to say yeah, Beretta, no, but nobody Beretta. knows that reference. Yeah. Nobody. Guys like us. If, yeah. If, if you're younger than 45, you don't know Beretta. Well, you know, he's, what did he do? What? He's famous to everybody for what he shot his girlfriend or what? Shot his girlfriend, yeah. yeah. That's what actors in the 80s did. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to give him. Sometimes chicks pissed you off. I, I, I mean, I, I think. Well, I think Robert Blake's just a dumb fuck. Somebody probably said, why don't you give her a shot and a kisser? And he went and grabbed a gun. Oh! You know, that's what it was. Nice. Okay. So. Dun, dun, dun. I like it. <laughs> So anyways, we're painting this guy's house, the, the tropical bird, we'll call it, in the cage, and the guy leaves us alone, we're painting, and we're like, you know, we asked before we leave, the, can we play the radio, and the loop was on, or whatever station, we, we got some Queensryche in there, and it was the Queen of the Reich, and we started doing that, all of a sudden the fucking bird starts going, what? <laughs> we're like, that's awesome. So we paint the guy's house, we get done, and you know clean up and we just locked the guy's doors behind us we had to go back you know several times i go to work the next day and the guy's like what the fuck did you do my bird all fucking night (laughs) so i'm like oh dude i'm so sorry we won't do it so we finished the job and you know everything was cool yeah so it took the guy several months this bird i guess the crack of dawn (laughs) wake him up on the weekends it's all fucking true so anyways it's it's a done deal and months go by and maybe a year goes by and the guy whose house we painted his brother we're at a party and i don't know why we left the party he goes dude let's go to my brother's house i I gotta take a piss and i don't want to do it here so he's like my brother's a block away i go i know i painted his house we go back to the guy's house my buddy's taking a piss nobody's home and all of a sudden the birds are i'm like what? <laughs> we got the fuck out of there, and he's like, calls me up. What did you do? My brother said the bird started doing that again. So that's the wah story. Did he do it in your voice? Was it like it's very similar? It did it in the high pitched bird voice, so you could imagine, you know, and the bird just bird. It was a smart bird. It repeated everything. Metal so you know, he, and he said he tried not to swear at home because he didn't want the bird, bird to pick that up, repair, right? You know, repeat that stuff. That's kind of a good name for a band, Metal Bird. Metal Bird. Ah, okay, I guess. Flip the bird. Flip the bird. <laughs> All right, so 
we got way off. We weren't even talking about music. We're talking about a fucking bird. Yeah. You know? Sometimes music is boring. Sometimes other stories are better. So well, I don't good. know. You okay? So last night George had a few drinks here. We were talking. That's about, a lie. About, <laughs> we were talking about meeting rock stars and just saying stupid shit in front of them. And you had a pretty George funny. Yeah, George is really good at this. So yeah. uh, let's let's tell the rat story with Bobby Blotzer, the drummer. Oh yeah. Well, there's a there's a concert that happens kind of near my house. I live in a suburb of, of Chicago, and there's an, another suburb, Wakanda, and uh, there's a fest that happens every year called Farm Rock, and Farm Rock is uh, gets all the 80s bands back together. I think every state, I'm sure every state pretty much has a similar thing these days, but, um, you know, so it's Rat, Warrant, maybe a White Snake, I don't know, uh, Crocus, you know, it's just a bunch of rock bands getting together, and it's awesome, and we just happen to know in that area, there's not many hotels. There's just, there's really one, and we're figuring, well, there's, we're gonna fucking stay at this hotel. So we go to the hotel, and uh, sure enough, after the show, everybody's there. Sebastian from from Skid Row is there, and and Don Dockin is there, and uh, Don Dockin's lawyer, who's actually his guitar player, and <laughs> just as good as George Lynch, pretty much. He's a really really good guitar player. Everybody's there. What's Eddie Trunk? You know, just it's just everybody who is dealing with the fest was there, and uh, so we're sitting at a table, me, Rich. A couple other people, and uh, you know, I'm drinking, and I don't smoke, but when I drink, sometimes you know, I kind of want to smoke. And so Bobby's walking around, and he's got a pack of Marlboro Lights in his hand. So I'm not even looking at Bobby Blaster; I'm looking at his hand. I'm just like, I want to bum a smoke off this guy. So, I know that dude. I did eventually say, "Hey, dude, can I bum a smoke off?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to go outside and have one." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> I'll go out with Bobby Blaster and have a smoke." So we went out, and we were just out talking shit outside. It was so fucking fun. We're talking and smoking and drinking just right outside of the hotel, and. Yeah, me and Bobby got to hang around, and uh, I reminded him that I saw him, like, I don't know, before that date, like 15 years ago when they were just starting out. We'd gone to see a rat concert, and we went with some guy who I don't remember who he was, but I remember he took us to see this concert, and he ended up being a real asshole, and he ended up starting a fight with Bobby Blotzer's manager. And I just remember being outside of the venue, and Bobby Blotzer just coming up right in my face. He's like, did you see where that guy went? Did you see where that guy went? He punched my manager. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, no, I didn't. And so I reminded Bobby of the story, and he, uh, he kind of laughed his ass off. He's like, I just wrote a book, and I didn't put that story in it because it's so fucked up. It, huh? He totally remembers. He totally remembers. He's like, dude, you were there? I, I, I didn't put that in my book. That story was so fucked up. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He's a really fun guy. He's a really, really cool guy. Nice. Nice. Well, um, all right, there was a band. It's a Chicago band, and outside of Chicago, you may know them, but you may not because they're, they're, they're way deep down there, but it was called Off-Broadway. And Off-Broadway was huge in Chicago, and they backed up UFO way back in the day and did a lot of things. They were an awesome band. We covered a couple of, of their songs in my band back then. and So just not that long ago, well, it was long ago, 2010 or so, me and Rich were playing a show um, that was a reunion show for an amazing club in Chicagoland called The Thirsty Whale. It's not there anymore, but anybody who's anybody has played The Thirsty Whale. Um, and so we played this show, uh, Thirsty Rail Reunion, and uh, Cliff Johnson is the name of the singer of, uh, of this band Off-Broadway, and I hope I don't get in trouble because I still love the guy, but whatever. I love the guy. I think the band's amazing. The guitar players were amazing. His singing was amazing. They were so fucking cool. And uh, so he played the show with us, and later in the night, I'm walking through the crowd, and, and Cliff is there, and he's coming towards me, and I'm coming towards him, and I'm like so excited. I'm like, fucking Cliff. This is Cliff Johnson. He's awesome. So we're face-to-face. -face. I'm like, Cliff. He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I just, you know. I gushed, you know. Sometimes I just let myself go, right? You always try to be cool, but sometimes it's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. So it was Cliff, 
I'm just like, dude, I just want you to know, I mean, your music's amazing. Your voice has always been amazing. Your songs you wrote were so fucking cool. We covered a couple of songs. We covered Bad Indication. We covered Full Moon. We covered some of your songs, and I just think you're great. I saw you play with UFO. I saw you at the clubs, blah, 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 blah. I'm going on and on and on, just really letting them have it. And then I finished gushing and telling him how much I love him and how cool he is. And he looks at me, he's like, hmm, it's all about you, isn't it? And he just walked right no! past me. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. Wow. So he was courteous listen to your story and it's like see ya he listened, he listened to my story and then he kind of punched me right in the nuts it's like yeah. what i mean he just really made me feel like an idiot and i <laughs> it hurt me because i like the guy i thought he was amazing but there's a saying never meet your heroes because you know what yeah hey you know, we've I, all been there yeah i was one and i gotta say since you mentioned sebastian bach you guys were playing at a club in chicago on a snowy day the snow in chicago is the snow in chicago Called the China Club. Yeah. Great place. Yeah, that was a great venue. Yeah, big ass venue. It had the, the room with the live music, kind of a billiards area, and then like a dance yeah. room. You could go in different Huge. rooms. It was like a whole city, city block. I so you guys are, I don't know, we're waiting for you to go on. So I, I went with my brother playing pool in the pool room and, you know, several pool tables. So we did one of those things. We've all done it. You're playing pool, and the guy behind you playing at the other table, you kind of almost bump. Mm -hmm. I bump asses with the guy, not sticks. And I turn around, and it's a dude with just long blonde hair. And I was like, hey, man, sorry, dude. And he's like, hey, it's okay, dude. <laughs> it, it was Sebastian Bach. Totally. Yeah. That's so cool. yeah, and I didn't know right away, but I'm like, God dang, that guy looks familiar. And you know, I was into Skid Row, but you know, you're, you're not thinking Sebastian Bach's no. going to be playing pool, pool right in Chicago. You. And sure enough, um, it was either my brother or another dude we were with. Like that's Sebastian Bach. So later, we just did want to you know raise our glasses up, and uh, I should have said, "Here's mud in your eye." <laughs> what, wow. 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 What's what? that name of the band that he did on the TV show? Savage Animal, him and Ted Nugent. Let's name the band Savage Animal. Savage Animal. Uh, the rest of the band was there, and they were really cool, really gracious. We, we talked with them a whole bunch. They played pool, we played pool, and we just hung out, and it was really cool. It was, it was really cool. I don't know where I was because I wasn't part of that. That went, that, that went down, and I don't know what I was doing because I missed out on all that shit. It's too bad. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a fucked up night for me. We had, it was either three guys in the car. It was snowing really bad that day on the, as we're driving to the show. And of course, there's always the one guy in the car who, back then, there's no GPS or, you know, maps, none of that shit. It's, you go there and, you know, you either have an actual map in your car or somebody knows how to get there. So, of course, my brother's friend thinks he knows Chicago so great. Get off here at this exit, one of those deals. Yeah. Cut through, take a left here, take a right here. Next thing you know, it's just, you know, you get a feeling. <laughs> you're in good. a fucked up shitty ass neighborhood and you're about to die okay that's where we were and it's snowing so you can't turn fast because you're going to slide it was really coming down and all of a sudden we get to a street and there are cars blocking the road but going facing the same way we are but there's no accident in front of them or anything and all of a sudden they're just regular cars and then my brother's friend goes, oh, no, those license plates, those are undercover cops. I know those license plates. So somebody gets out of the car, and it, it wasn't so fearful when he said, that, you know, these are cops. cops. So the guy just in street clothes comes up to the window. We kind of roll it down, and he starts yelling at us, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Get the fuck out of here. This is a gang-infested area. That's why we're not letting anybody through because 
you get killed. Get the fuck out of here. We're like, where's the China Club? And the guys, <laughs> you know, we're like, we're lost. We don't know where the China Club is. He's like, go down there, take a left or right, and get the fuck out of here, basically. And he ran in his car. Whoa, so they man. were basically on duty, and I guess nobody could pass that point because it's bad. Know, well, it was bad. Plus, you had, you know, you try to get away in the snow. You're just your tires are spinning, and so yeah, those shortcuts can get you killed sometimes. So sometimes, yeah. I really stayed out of the city a lot. I really only. I lived in Chicago my whole life, but where did you live? I didn't know you lived. I grew in up in a town called Glenview. Okay, and then uh, you know, kind of stayed in those northern suburbs. But the city—the only time I went to Chicago, Wrigley Field, Soldiers Field, Chicago Stadium—that was it. And when you're from Chicago, you say Soldiers Field, but there's no S on Soldiers, right? Soldier Field, technically. I'm just saying. Right. Well, we all like, say Soldiers. Well, Field. how about uh, the old? Well, you had Jewel. But a lot of people say jewels out there. Jewels, go to the jewels. Yeah, go to the. Hey, let's go to the jewels. Absolutely, you can get it at jewels. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was weird when I moved to Arizona. None of that shit out there. We didn't have uh, jewel Osco. It was. Uh, and people talk correctly. Well, I don't know about. I think Chicago people talk correctly. Mm. I was thought New York and Boston people talk funny. <laughs> well, they do. I lived in Boston for a year. And yeah, they talk you did. funny. <laughs> funny talking people. So anyway, we're off music again. It's it's my show and I'm supposed to be interviewing you guys and I'm telling my stories. Well, you know what? you got good stories and I oh, God yeah. damn it, you're nice. Well, guy. when you're as old as I am, yeah, you have a lot of stories. So, and for those of you that are on the air listening to this and not turning the dial, you're <laughs> listening to Late Night with Mike. Mike. We have Slam St. Joan here. Nobody's named Joan though. We got we got Rich and George here. Yeah. They're uh, in for the weekend from Chicago. Yep. George apparently thinks he's moving to Florida. I, uh, you know what? I'm done with the winters, and we went on a vacation in Florida, checked out some condos, and it's a snowbird thing. You know what? We're going to yeah. live where we live now when it's nice out, and when things start going south, and I mean south in a bad way, it yeah. starts getting cold. It's like, fuck it. I'm out. We're out. So we're, we're looking at some nice oceanfront condos. There you go. I mean, when, when you're younger, you bitch about the weather, but you can't do anything because, you know, your parents probably are like, well, this is where we live. Yeah. And it was a different time. Then you get a little older and you kind of 20 to 30. I don't even, I mean, I remember my life, but I just, you know. We were touring. We were touring. Yeah, you guys to were touring. I was watching you tour. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing lights for a lot of the shows. I did lights for a lot of the shows and, and we had a funny light story yesterday. Yeah. Why don't you bring up that funny oh, light shit. story? Come well, on. I hope we don't know any of these. LSD, they're not going to be listening. Was to it this. LSD? Or was it Enough's Enough? It was LSD. Well, I did, okay. an, I did lights for Enough's Enough uh, one show, but the funny story was LSD. Life, sex, and death, and you guys were the opening act somehow for them. Yeah, I believe that night because I don't know why else I would be there. I did like that band, but I'm sure I was there because you guys played first. I mean, they were a really cool band. If you weren't yeah. from Chicago and didn't see LSD, you missed out on something that was just ridiculous. We were just a band that rocked. Yeah, they had some shtick that just was unimaginable. I, their lead singer, be walking around the crowd. He would never shower. That was his deal. And he would look like a bum. He looked like a bum. He's in a suit like, that was all ripped up. His old. shoes had holes in the bottom of them. Oh, yeah. Whole street life. And he looked like a bum who just got a free suit at Goodwill, but it was not washed. You and know? he's fake stink on him. It was really No, yeah, he stunk. He, yeah. He, he walked by. His hair wasn't washed. He was, but whatever. It was, it was a weird show. And then the rest of the guys in the band just looked like hair metal rockers. guys. And he'd get on stage because everybody in the club is looking at the guys like, who's this fucking Yeah, who old is man? this guy in here? And then he, and he gets the on stage. It's like, what the fuck? And then didn't he have a wig or something? He'd rip it off? That no, was, he didn't. That was, that was bottoms up days when they. Okay. Had a different shtick. 
different shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was sideways. It was a weird yeah. deal. It was it was interesting. Though. Yeah. You know, made you pay attention. It's like, well, this is no doubt. I don't know what's going on here, but <laughs> so yeah, they're um, so the way it worked in Chicago, this this bar, Thirst, the Thirsty Whale, a lot of all the best bands played there, including you guys. So the way they did it is to get more money and revenue in the place. They do all ages shows under twenty one. So you'd have a band play opening act headliner, clear the place out, all the kids had to leave, and you do it again. So you'd you'd play two sets. Um you know, and then, you know, readmission and they made a lot of money that oh, yeah. way. You know, the kids were packing it under twenty one and then over twenty one would pack it and the place was open till two or three in the morning. Yeah, easy. it was two full shows. Yeah, the, two full and the headliner the second time didn't even start till midnight or later yeah. easily. So yeah, it was going on since you know six p.m. till whenever. So anyways, L, it slams St. Joan, or maybe you were Valentino at that time. I don't even know. Don't even but know. either way, uh, let's say slam St. Joan and then LSD. So I do the lights for the all ages for slam St. Joan. LSD plays next. They were really good. Then it's over twenty one. I do the lights for slam St. Joan, and for whatever reason, I went into the dressing room with slam St. Joan. LSD was getting ready to come out. And their light guy couldn't do the next show. So the, uh, or no, I did the lights for the fucking first show. See, I already fucked this up. I got to edit it. <laughs> I, LSD's light guy didn't come for the first show. I did their lights. And I thought I did a good job. You did. You did. You're great. So Slam St. Joan did their second set. I followed them in the locker room. And LSD said, can you stay and do this set too? But the guitarist was like, you know, dude more fucking lights on me and he's just it was really rude his approach was bad and he's like yeah i need some fucking lights and this and that i just didn't like how he said it so how I was much like, did they pay you for that they paid me nothing right they didn't even so give me a drink and I, I and i used to drink back then so they you know and i wasn't expecting anything i was just, i i was it, doing the lights was great you had your own booth and all the the places jammed and i'm in my own i, I got, got somewhere to sit room. i'm doing the lights it was yeah. fucking awesome so anyways i don't know i was the guy got me in a bad mood so i was like yeah, okay, whatever. And I walked out of that dressing room and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The night's over for me. I went and got two hot dogs at a place called Gene and Jude's next door. Fucking, you know, dollar fifty with a Coke and fries. Best hot dogs in the fucking yeah. world. Yeah. Period. I, I drove down River Road eating those two hot dogs and LSD probably got on the stage and it was I'm sure it was dark as fuck for about two <laughs> minutes. Because I left. I was like, fuck this guy, man. He's gonna talk to me like that. I'm doing this for, you know, a favor for him because his guy didn't show up. And yeah, I was eating a hot dog and I was, you know, at that time I was probably half the way to Morton Grove where I lived at the time and they were probably wondering, where's our fucking light guy? That should be a lesson to you kiddies out there. Don't be an asshole because it comes right back. Karma is brutal and it sometimes just comes so back at you so fast you don't know what hit you. Yeah, it's like the guy in the office, I fucking quit. And he throws his you know, shit down on the desk and, and leaves, but I was in a club. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I baby. I love that. So, sorry, dude. I don't even know what that guitar player's name was. but Alex Kane. I'm sorry Alex Kane. He was that. really good, too. But yeah, Probably Alex, great. if you're listening, you... You know, that you, one night you were night. you were a dick, dude. Sorry. So well, yeah. if you're mad at me, it was like 25 years ago. Fuck Everybody's had has a bad day. So we'll just say he had a bad day. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's a dick. He just had a bad he day. Was a di- he bad was a days. dick that night. Though. Yeah, he, was, well. he should be nice to your light guy. You should be nice it's to like being mean to your sound guy. And, you know, That's what the so heck sad. would you yeah. do in a situation like, like being, that? That guy's going to. Uh, yeah, OK. Well, sorry about all that feedback. I did that a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm, I'm in a band now. and We play covers. You know, I got to do what you got to do to just have fun and play your guitar. So. We play around a lot. We're playing this club in Chicagoland called the Sundance Saloon. And it's a big 
place and uh, we're on the stage and sound check's over and the show's going and uh, there is one of the crew on the stage crawling around, you know, fixing something and lights were just not happening. Nothing was going on and I just backed up. I'm playing guitar and I backed up. I'm like, dude, can you tell the light guy to, you know, get something going? I said it nicely and he just fucking turns around and looks at me. He's like, I am the light guy. I'm like, oh, oops. Ouch. Whoops. Yikes. But he's a nice guy. So he went, you know, when he got done fixing these cables, he went back on the board and got shit going. So, you know, we had a minute or two of lame lights. You know, yeah. there were lights, but then right. everything kicked in. He's like, I'll show this guy. Yeah. But he didn't. Okay. So you got lucky there. Well, you know, I wasn't a dick either, though. I mean, it was just, you know, a guy doing my job and, and looked to me like somebody wasn't doing their job. So, you know, everybody's got to do their job to pull off a good rock show. It's. It takes millions of people to make that happen. Millions. Well, you know, when you're dependent on people, you have to be nice, right? With that said, we're going to play a tune. <laughs> Call, take your money and run. Oh, I love that tune. Big ball guitar. I love that. You know, I wish we had better production back then than we had. Because, you know, we were on a budget and we just didn't have the production that makes these, sound, these songs sound as big as they did live. And it's a tragedy because they were great songs. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fucking great one. No, no doubt about it. It still is a great one. Yes, it is. And we're going to play that one for you. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Late Night with Mike. Here it is. Take your money and run.
Yeah. Do you even remember last night you were doing? Uh, do I even remember last night? Was it that bad? <laughs> we went out to eat. I had, what two beers? Oh, dude, you were rolling. You had your feet in my pool, and you were. I thought you were David Coverdale. Coverdale. Oh yeah, we we're doing a David Coverdale. I was. I, I, I can do it right now. But I had his voice for a minute. I was able to. I was able to talk with David. David Coverdale. He had, he had like, I thought it did. It's not anything like what I'm talking. About. It was horrible. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had the we had the cane. We pulled him. Yeah, off the stage. By cane, we meant a cane, a, a cane, a walking cane. It's not short for anything. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. My wife told me the same thing this morning. She's like, "Are you jacked up? Did you have coffee this morning?" I'm like, "I did." And the coffee here is stiff. You get a big old K cup and a Keurig, and you get like a half a cup of coffee. So that thing is. Well, it's because it's. Firewater. It's, it's jammed up. I'm going to blame my wife because I'm not really a coffee drinker. Mm. And she was just telling me a story this morning that the uh, my daughter had a cup of coffee yesterday and only like a quarter of a cup came out because mm. the thing was jammed espresso, up. espresso then. That's a whole different yeah. deal. And I guess she put a um, paper clip up this one stupid hole. And, That's what you, you, know, <laughs> you, you got to do. Yeah, I, I just, that came out really fucked yeah. up. But anyways... She put a paper clip in the thing, and some coffee grounds came out, and yeah. then it was filling them up, right? Yeah. So you were getting some really stiff coffee. So. Really stiff. And so it was yeah, good, though. Yeah, you're flying high. So, yeah, you coffee drinkers, if you want to uh, catch a good buzz off your K-cups, just you know, jam up the, the, the spout? output yeah, yeah, output spout, and you should be good to go. Then you got yeah, espresso, it's I guess. Intense. I did that just the other day. We were renting an Airbnb in Florida, and same thing. It was a Keurig, and put my cup under, and it's like drip. Drip. I'm like, what? I know these things don't work like that. So, what did I get? Oh, it was a dental floss, one of those flossing things. I got that, stuck it up there a couple of times. The next thing you know, it's coming out really good. See, being a homeowner, you learn all this shit. Listen up, coffee? kids. Listen up, kids. Alrighty then. Kids like coffee more than adults. Who would have thought when you were playing, starting Valentino back in the day, that there would be coffee houses? Well, you know, back in the day when we were starting Valentino, we discussed that thing, and I remember clearly at the Thirsty Whale talking to Abraham Lincoln about how <laughs> coffee is going to be the next big thing. And you know, he told me he's like, you know, water in a bottle is going to be big. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Somebody's going to pay for water in a bottle. We get water out of our sink, and sure enough, look at there's water yeah, bottles all over this place. Water bottles everywhere. They're all over the place, including the oceans, killing things. So everybody, yeah. stop drinking out of fucking water bottles. Okay, get yourself a fucking Yeti or something, a yep. glass in your house, and drink water. Yeah, buy your out filtered water out of your tap. Yeah, it's good. doesn't kill you. That's all this shit is right here. This is a uh, store water. brand name. They probably filtered it a couple extra times than I would here, and they bottle it. And This I water right here in this plastic bottle tastes exactly like the water that I just got out of your fridge of an hour ago oh, before I started fabulous. drinking beer. Arizona water. Not supposed to drink it. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> there are areas in Arizona that you just really make sure it's filtered but yeah no i got uh, we, we took care of you dude thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in arizona it's 106 you got to drink something so you're drinking your water chasing it with a beer yeah. staying hydrated mikey staying yeah. hydrated. so you guys are pretty much been beer drinkers as far as i knew but you guys were not drug users um yep so i remember that so that was cool maybe that's why i hung out with you guys yeah Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these bands, they were, you know, touring, even just bar bands, and they're, you know, doing lines of blow for, you know, to play for a couple hundred bucks in a corner of a biker bar. Yeah. Thinking, well, you know, and they sucked, and, yeah. you know, but I'm like, don't let this get to your head. You're not a rock star yet. I'm not saying, not to saying that you are a rock star, you should do drugs. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you kind of just said that. Yeah, I think I did. 
Well, no. I always said people were like, do you think you could have made it if you got with the right people? And I said, well, I hope not because I was kind of wild child there. I don't know. If we had had the money, we might have said, hey, let's, got hurt. let's try that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. You know, all it would take maybe is to try it a couple times and like it. I don't know if I would have liked it because I, I, I had a rule even when I was a teenager. I'm like, I'm not putting any pills in my mouth and I'm not putting any needles in my body. So right there, you're nice. getting away from all the pretty much the hard stuff. That's but, a great rule. That's a great self-imposed yeah. rule. My dad had a great line. I remember somebody asked him if he ever smoked pot. And he's like, why would I? I might like it. Like, dude, that was like brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's true. Yep. So, well, and not a lot of people out there are going to say, well, I do these drugs and I hate them. I mean, they, they do it and they're like, what a great high. Or, you know, I don't know. I, I never did acid or, you know, heroin or any shit like that. So I wouldn't know. But... People who do heroin love heroin. They you love know, it. Just, so, just, yeah, that's why they do world. it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, yeah. You know, I, I try it because you know for sure it's not good for you. I don't care how it's going to make you feel. You know mm-hmm. for sure this is going to go sideways. You know, speaking of going sideways, I got a buddy <laughs> who's got a dog and it's old and it's going to die and it's unfortunate. But he said, you know, when you get a dog, it should come with a sticker that just says, this will not end well. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sad. yeah, it is. Thanks for depressing everybody. Let's do some heroin. Okay. <laughs> talk about fucking dogs, Where did this come from? I don't know. Who does this? I, you know, that's what you got to do. I think when you get a studio like this and you got you got to have some dogs around, you got to have stuff around because you can't have every band talk about the same. So when did you start playing guitar? What kind of instruments? You know, every that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's it's so I started the interview like that, so thanks for making me feel bad. Now I fucked that all up. But you throw a dog in the mix, everything's good. So in case you guys are wondering why you're not hearing Rich that much, is because he's got a ball and he keeps whipping it for a dog. What's your dog's name? That's that's Ivy, Ivy. and the other one's Wrigley, so you could tell him Chicago Cubs fan. Freaking Ivy is cute. It's little. What What is yeah, it? Yeah, Ivy's, uh, I, I didn't want to get a little dog. My wife, for years, many years, over 10, wanted a little lap dog. She had one when I met her. It was her parents' dog. Anyways, this is a Yorkie poo. Oh. So that dog can't be more than, I don't know, six, seven, eight pounds. That's a cute thing. I don't like little dogs either. Yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't like them, but I like her because uh, I, I was always worried the, the little dog would just be barking all the time with yeah. that high-pitched voice. And when she barks, yeah, it is high-pitched, but she doesn't, she's not a, a, doesn't like to bark a lot. So it's actually worked out. But she's funny. I mean, look at her now. She's yeah, whipping the dog's that dog will, That dog will swim all day, too. That dog's hilarious. And she'll go on a raft. I love it. And yeah, so that's fun. Kids take video and it's just funny. They put it on Instagram and do their thing. So yeah, it's actually, she's been pretty cool. I don't necessarily like having pets on the furniture, but ever since we got Ivy, we let her go on. And then we got this other whatever dog cat and uh, Wrigley and she she gets to go on the furniture and fuck it up and cost you money. So, uh, so BB guns are for (laughs) off the couch. More violence to animals. Look, <laughs> I know. You know, people are going to so write So we talked letters. about the bird that was... Well, we weren't really violent to the bird, or at least I wasn't. I was violent to the guy who owned the bird, because he probably lost many hours of sleep in his life because of me. What? I just think that's hilarious. Like, that, that sound cut through the fog, and the bird's like, I got to do that. And I mean, it did it instantly. Instantly, and kept doing it, and we just thought it was the funniest thing. I didn't think the, dog, the bird would do it like at night, or... Whatever, but he's like, no, crack of dawn, and that's why they put those blankets over there so the birds sleep. Right. So they don't do that shit. Right. Well, that kind of bird just talks and be like, hello, hello, you know, whatever. 
two plus two is six, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> whatever. And <laughs> it screamed. That was awesome. It. And then, like I said, I went back a year later and fucked it up after he finally got that bird to stop. So anyway. That's Dude, next time I'm in a pet store and there's a bird like that, do I'm, it. I'm yeah. going to do it. I'm going to sit there until somebody throws me out of the store because I just want I want to do that. That seems like an, a, it's a bucket list kind of thing. You got everybody has got to do that once in their life is teach a bird to say something ridiculous. To say something. Beautiful. Beautiful. My buddy Steve Milliken in uh, Antioch, Illinois, has got one of those birds. I don't know what it is. Big, big speaking yeah. bird. And when the bird talks, it sounds exactly like Steve. It's creepy because it sounds exactly like Steve. So when the bird says something, they used to keep it in the kitchen in a big old cage. And then he would say shit. And I would turn around thinking it was Steve. And it, really? there was no Steve. It's like, it was just really weird. I went to high school with a Steve Milliken. Yeah, you probably, it's probably the same as Steve Milken, I bet you, because I think he went there. He was on a softball team. He's married to Mary Milken now, but I bet you it's the exact same guy. I bet you know Steve. Could he was be. a tall guy. Tall guy, yeah. He played Ball football guy. in high school. He's a little, couple yep. years older than me. But if that's him, yeah, cool yeah. dude. Interesting. Yeah. Text probably. him right now and get him yeah. to send up. See if he went himself. to Maine North High School. He did. Oh, okay. That's him for sure. Yeah, yeah he had a sweet uh, red cutlass. He still got it. He got it. He just had it redone. It's okay. Beautiful. That's the guy. Then. That's, that's the guy. Him. He just had it. Just now had it redone. It's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, shit, he's probably had that thing thirty years. I think the story is he sold it, and uh, like ten years later, he bought it back from somebody. Not even the guy he sold it to. Bought it. Found it. Bought it. It's his own car. He bought it. Nice. Back. That's just cool. Totally. Now he's older and he's got a couple of bucks. Yeah. He, um, Good. I had a I had a seventy two Cutlass. Actually, there's a picture in the other room of it. I'll show it to you nice. after this podcast. And um, if I could buy another one, that I would buy that back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I smashed mine quite early, though. I had a 73 actually, Chevelle. My, actually, my buddy smashed it. Really? Well, he smashed into it. I was driving. That sucks. Yeah, we were. I pulled over on the side of the road thinking he was going to pull next to me and like talk. He just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't Oops. rear end it, but he got the rear tire into the door. Yeah, and it was totaled. I, I was sad. Yeah, I've 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 smushed a couple cars. Not my Chevelle. I had a '73 Chevelle that I did not smush, but I had a van. I can't can't remember the year. '85 maybe black Chevy van, and uh, we were driving. I was driving it. Rich Rod, our drummer at the time, was in the passenger seat. In between, we had a cooler where his girlfriend Debbie Bessie was sitting, and I was trying to impress her with my driving skills, and. I kind of floored it and made a turn, and it's fall in Chicago. There's leaves all over everything, which makes it slippery and out of control. And I, I went right into a big, freaking rectangular, unmovable, full garbage bin. And so the front of my van just had a, a completely square yeah, indentation from the corner indent. of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. It was, it was pretty new, too, when I did that. I was like, fuck. Wouldn't have been cool if it was like the movies and like a big bag of cash came out of there, <laughs> and then you were able to drive off. And that would have been cool. Yeah. It would have made a moment much cooler than it was. Bag of cash. Oh, bag of cash. Garbage can. Hey, what's this? A bag of cash. And you could have bought Milliken's Cutlass. I could have bought Milliken's Cutlass. Absolutely. How oh, funny. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got a mic in one hand, so I can't text, and I want to text Milliken to send me a picture of himself because I'm with Mike and I. Did he know you? Does he? Would he know you by he name? He know me. Yeah. Oh yeah. How Absolutely. Yeah. Word. One of his best buddies, uh, Kevin Kincaid. I used to hang at the house because I was friends with his younger sister. One of my buddy. Actually, my buddy married the younger sister for. 20-something years, so he will know. All right. Fabulous. I'm out. I'm not talking for a minute because I'm texting Steve. He's texting. <laughs> He's texting people when we're doing a podcast. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're doing an unconventional 
podcast. We're not in my studio, so to speak. We're <laughs> we're actually using two drum microphones. <laughs> it, it, if you saw this, it's the most unconventional thing ever. But uh, we had the the guys in town for the weekend, and the podcast studio is a bedroom for the weekend because these guys need somewhere to sleep. So we're doing we're working with the tools we have. That was an awesome club, Thirsty Whales. Uh, we, uh, what bands have you seen there? I know I remember seeing Alice in Chains. I saw Extreme, Great White, Killer Dwarfs was Killer one Dwarfs. of my favorite. We, not that great of a band, but it was pretty cool to watch. My buddy Doug and I, we went to see Smash Gladys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. And speaking speaking of Smash, Smash Alley, I always like to watch it. Uh, well, Smash Alley was amazing, and Tyler Bates, who was in Smash Alley, a yes. guitar player. Everybody. I don't know why I thought we were brothers or called us brothers. And so we went with that and it was fun. But yeah, he's uh, doing music in Hollywood now and he's doing movie music and he's done the movie 300. What is that? Guardians of the Galaxy. That was, he did that series. I couldn't, I couldn't think of that uh, yesterday. That series of movies, that franchise. Um, He also plays guitar with Marilyn Manson. He plays guitar with Rob Zombie. Yep. The dude's a monster. He was a monster guitar player back in the day and his band, Smash Alley, was amazing. And what were they called before Smash Alley? Viacuda. Viacuda. They were amazing then, too. Really heavy then. Smash Alley. More poppy, but still have, you know, still had that heavy sound. Yeah. What was it? There's a band that sounds, to me, exactly like Smash Alley, and I, I can't think of their name right now, and that's a shame. But yeah, it was just good rock. Great yeah, guitar. No, they were really good. They were, yeah. I liked Viacuda when they came. They had a different lineup, changed the name to Smash Alley. Outstanding band. Really and who was good. the drummer? You were saying... They had a couple famous drummers in the Potter, band. Potter, Mr. Potter. Greg Potter's played yeah. with a lot of bands. He's played with Warrant. Um, and the other drummer played with Ministry that yeah, they had. Yeah, I remember that guy. And uh, Yeah, but I remember when Greg Potter played with him. And uh, I briefly met the guy, but, man, he was such a great drummer. Yeah. And he played in Teenage Radiation with Steve Dahl. Uh, for those of you from Chicago, you'll know who Steve Dahl just... Iconic. Yeah, iconic uh Radio host uh, did his own Steve and Gary show, and then he did his own show. He does, I don't know if he does a podcast now, but yeah, Howard he, Stern actually credits Steve Dow with, with why Howard Stern is Howard Stern. He didn't steal, but he, he launched off of oh, what no Steve doubt Dow about was it. doing it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, yeah, no, Steve Dow's just awesome. But yeah, a lot of, lot of great bands went through the Thirsty Well. Enough's yeah. Enough, did you already say that? No, I didn't say enough yeah. enough. They yeah, went through. Well, they were a Chicago band, so they played there often. They played everywhere often, yeah. and they were amazing. I remember seeing them, and they were not signed, and they showed up in a lim- limousine, and that taught me the lesson of appearance in a rock band. It's everything, you know. They were nobody. They were just another yeah. band, and they knew image meant something, and they did everything they could to make themselves look famous. And then next thing you know, hey, they're famous. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, a lot of great bands. All right, so we're going to give a plug to my buddy who did episode two. I interviewed this guy, Tony Noise. Love it. I say noise fast. Sometimes I get my Italian accent. I say noise. But it's uh, Tony Noise. Is like <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Stuttering motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check out my... Uh, uh, episode two, I do a long interview with Tony Noise, and it's, it's not even. What episode is this? This is episode three. What? So yeah, this is episode three. Oh, we're getting on the ground floor. I like. Actually, it. my sister is right now texting me saying, "Do a podcast with George." 
and look, look what we're doing. Well, yeah, this hasn't been put out yet. She should it's, be listening yeah, right she now. She should be listening live. So, anyways, uh, Tony Noyes puts out. He does Instagram, he Facebook. Out. He I'll puts out. Boy, we're just gonna have to edit the shit out of this. And he did an Instagram yesterday, and it was so funny. And I hope Tony is cool with me putting this on because this made my day. And I can't, I took a half day from work because these guys are in town, uh, George and Rich from Slam St. Joan, and. I walked in my house playing this video, and they thought it was hilarious. They thought it was me, oh. but it's this is Tony. So something you would do, something yeah. you should do. So, anyways, here's the kind of shit the guys I know do. Here, here's Tony's video. It's, it's about a minute long, and it helps if I put the sound on. Hey, what's up, all you motherfuckers? Hey, you mother. I just want to say have a good day to you motherfuckers okay so and just so you know he's he's driving a car when he's doing well he's in his car with the seatbelt on he wasn't driving because I, I actually looked in the background to see if the car was moving so he was being safe All right. but that's just the kind of shit that people i know do i love and the he, people you know yeah and these guys are <laughs> george and rich they thought it was funny i did i thought it was you i thought it was your shtick and i think you should steal it and not tell anybody that it's his shtick tony did it that should be the song that introduces your podcast every every episode <laughs> you gotta pay tony. i gotta pay tony royalties with all my 17 followers well, you know, ASCAP, I think it's like three cents. So you'll be, you'll be good. Yeah, be yeah. Good. I, yeah, I won't go into poorhouse. Actually, we had listeners in four countries for the last episode. Nice. We had Australia, Germany, Ireland, and somewhere else. Wow. Yeah, they sent me a little deal there. Are you familiar with Ralph Rasmussen? Yes, yeah. He does his podcast. Yeah, you guys should do something together, cross-pollinate or whatever. whatever well, I would like to. I, I like that he does the old Chicago music. The hard thing for me is... This podcast, it's on iTunes and Breaker and several. It's, there's five or six different publications that it's on. Spotify, who I have this podcast approved through, won't produce it, won't won't put it on their station. And the reason for it is because there's music that I play on here, which the only music I play is by Slam St. Joan, and Slam St. Joan owns the rights to their music, so I got approval before I started this. Can I play your music? Because I don't want to deal with a company trying to sue me later. Maybe we should make up a contract that so, you can. I don't know how Ralph. Ralph probably has the same thing where he knows so many bands that he can just gets their approval. Because some bands think they have their approval to their music and they don't. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm never going to have enough many enough listeners where they're going to go after me. I suppose. But since Spotify knows there is live music on this podcast they just say they, no yeah they just they won't yeah it's not on there so if you go to spotify and do a search you won't find late night with mike but you go to itunes boom i think i'm right next to seth myers <laughs> that's awesome yeah but i don't get that many hits for whatever reason i think my artwork's cool i think he's been working at it longer than you it's a time just thing. a little bit yeah maybe he's a little more seasoned a little bit yeah but you know about watching him he wouldn't be able to tell that i'd say yeah no it's seth myers if you're listening fuck off okay <laughs> stop talking about the president too shut the fuck up and just do a podcast How talk about you? other shit okay Anything. there's other things in life besides politics right yeah, there's plenty. We're, we haven't talked about politics once. Not once. And you know what? Trump just got COVID, so there's yeah. something to talk about. Yeah. But we're not doing it because yeah. you know what? I don't know. There's other How things. How can you rip on yeah. the president when 
he won, and half the country likes him. You're kind of losing half the country when you do that. That's so true. I'm just thinking. Yeah, thinking outside the box. Half glass, glass half full. <laughs> half glass past the monkey's ass. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should. So wait, you were telling me yesterday if you have a stomach ache, tequila. Drink tequila. Bingo. And I'm not an alcoholic, right? I, no. I enjoy a drink. You know, I drink. I like drinking. Drinking is a social thing that I've got completely under control. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had a buddy of mine, buddy of ours that we used to work with a long time ago, me and Rich. Uh, Javier. What was his last name? Oh, Octavio. I loved Octavio. He was a good Octavio. guy. But anyway, yeah, you got trouble with your stomach, you drink tequila. And we thought, well, that's, you know, bullshit. But I've been doing it for years now. To the point like where, where even my wife is just like, dude, your tummy's hurting you, man. You just get some tequila. Order some tequila. So it really works. I, a shot. I don't like, know if you can shoot it. Like a shot? Can I do a spoonful? I mean, I'm not like a drinker. I don't like to do shots. but yeah. well, I don't either. I mean, I'll sip the shot because I do like tequila. But uh, that's how I can't tell you if it's going to work by the spoonful, maybe. But I mean, I, I would say at least 90% of the time when I got an upset stomach for whatever reason, it is some kind of nauseous, gassy, weird feeling going on. I'll get a shot of tequila with whatever, you know, wherever I'm at. And... It's gone. Before I'm done with the shot, it's gone. So, awesome. You. So tequila could put Tums out of business. You know, it's it's uh, right. I mean, it's well, you get a whole bottle. Fun. I mean, what, what kind of te- like a good tequila is probably what twenty bucks for a. Fifth I know you can get some fine tequila for twenty thirty bucks. Hornitos is 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 not expensive. You go to Costco and you get a bottle the size of your okay freaking swimming cabinet, pool for yeah. like twelve bucks. So um, it probably would be cheaper than uh, over the counter. Uh, it's more fun. <laughs> What do I do if, like, you had a five-year-old kid? I'm not giving kids, them tequila. Your kid's hammered. That's Goes to that. school before school. Yeah, I can't go. I got a stomach ache. I got a buddy of mine you who's... Give the kid a shot, put it in his uh, Fruit Loops or something. That's not cool. I beg uh, your pardon. A buddy pardon. of mine whose parents used to give him a rag soaked in whiskey when his teeth hurt, when he was teething. Sure. Yeah, I've heard He's a that. fucking alcoholic. He's a crazy Joe, Julian Jojo. Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. But <laughs> dude is a freaking maniac alcoholic. Funny guy. Good friend. Yeah, he's probably gonna die soon, but whatever. <laughs> I'll just put sound effects for that. <laughs> 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 okay, so <laughs> we're not running out of time here, and I'm not kicking anybody out. You're listening to Late Night with Mike. Late we're night gonna, with Mike. We're gonna play another Slam St. Joan tune, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna play our game. We did this in our first episode. It's called Dead or Alive. Uh-oh. Not Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive. You're gonna pick three people. We'll just let you pick any three people, not a family member. Dead or alive that you'd like to have over for dinner, kind of have a couple drinks, whatever. Just have them like what we're doing here. Mm. So pick any three people. We did it with a couple people. I did it with Rachel, actually. We did uh, we did a, a musician, an actor, and um, an athlete. What if we can't think of three? I'm not a sports <laughs> guy. I can't think of many athletes. No, okay, just we'll pick any three. Three okay. people that, whatever. They could be famous. They could be not famous. But if they're not famous, nobody's going to fucking know here. So let's let's just do famous people, even though I don't really idolize famous people. But I'm not doing the game. You are. Okay. Well, All right? It's your show. All right. So you're listening to The Late Night with Mike. We'll be right back. What tune you guys want to play? see which ones I got on my computer from Slam St. Joan. All right, we're going to surprise you with this one. We'll be right back.
All right, and we're back. <laughs> we are back. Ding, da, ding, ding. Got George and Rich here, yeah. So I pulled one. You know, we're going to play this game that you're talking about, and uh, I have a fun game with my wife. You know, you play around and you, you, you pick a buy, right? You pick a, you know, if she could sleep with anyone and, and I'd have to just give her a green light that she could. Yeah. And she picks, you know, I, I don't know, it was maybe Bon Jovi or something like that. I'm like, ah, that's fair. And then who do I pick? Her sister. <laughs> I beg your pardon. So which one's going to happen? <laughs> wow. And you bring, well, okay. I'm not even going there with this one. No, you don't have to, but you know. Now we have to start talking about how many buys do I get? Is this a one-shot deal? I don't know. But you'd let your wife sleep with Bon Jovi? If she... You know what? I, I you know I don't want to get in trouble, and I hope my kids don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? Your kids might be listening. Right, Forget it. We're not gonna. We're not no. gonna say this shit. Because I know my kids listen. I send. I send them this stuff, and they're like, "Dad, really? You're not funny." <laughs> isn't, it, isn't, isn't it funny how I think I'm funny, and a, a lot of other funny? people think yeah. I'm funny? Kids my don't. family does not think I'm funny. My family is the only one that gets my sense of humor because I got ADD, and <laughs> and I, I I I go very quickly and. They're just kind of amazed how, how it's like, how did you, where did you, why did you think of that? That's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm glad somebody listens because my wife don't. She's just like, she's like, shh, just shut up. Yeah. Stop talking, please. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop that breathing. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> did you think of anybody? No, I don't know. Start with Rich. We can take like 17 more breaks and then these guys will think of it. I should no, you, you know what you should think? You should give us. I should have said at the beginning of the show that way you'd have an hour because we've been talking an hour and twelve minutes already. Yeah, but you're thinking about what you're talking about. You're not. You can't have time. Well, I'm really not thinking because I don't. My I'm not wired like that. It's free flow. Okay, so it. Well, what do I got to do? Three, three. You pick three people you'd like to have over for dinner and have you know drink with them after whatever. You're gonna watch Netflix. All right. Okay. Okay, so Rich is going with John Malkovich. He's heavy. He's the intellectual type, obviously. Okay. I mean, it, it could be anybody. Yeah. I think he'd be cool to sit down and just chat with, just have a nice, you know, little tequila with and open up and see what he's got. There you go. Say. Okay. So we got one here. Um, so you got, what do we got to pick? One athlete? No, one. pick whoever you want. Okay. Okay, forget the athlete. Okay. I mean, or forget the whatever. Do whatever you want. You can pick all musicians. I don't care. You're not getting money for this anyway. Jeremy Roenick. This is about talking. You see, I have his jer- I have his jersey hanging in the room right there. Yeah, he's one of my favorite Blackhawks ever. Not not my favorite. One of my favorites. Who's your favorite? I don't know. Tony Hall. No, Tony Esposito. Right. It, yeah. It's um. It's it's close with Tony Esposito and Bobby Hall, and I also have both their jerseys. But funny story about Bobby Hall. The f- my very first Hawks game I ever went to, my grandfather and my uncle had season ticket season tickets in the old Chicago Stadium. A few rows from the very top, the second deck, nosebleeds, right on center ice, though. So at that time, you could take somebody with you, and they could sit on your lap. I was that young. I was probably three, four, five years old. So they're like, okay, we're taking you to a Hawks game. And they were doing the skate around before they come out on the ice. And Going to a live hockey game, if you've never been to one, it's the coolest thing ever. Don't say you don't like hockey if you've never seen it live. Just go live, and it'll change your your mind on that anyways bobby hall comes out and you know he had the the dome he was bald on top and i was like that's the coolest haircut ever so <laughs> i i went got home i was probably sleeping when i went home but the next day you know the, how was the hawks game i'm like that was great i loved it mom but can you, i need i want you to cut my hair like bobby hall 
<laughs> so she she basically said, just wait till you're older, your hair will get like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I thought that was so cool. But yeah, Bobby Hall was, and and Tony Esposito actually when I was in fourth or fifth grade. I wrote a book about Tony Esposito. A book? On my own time. It wasn't even a, high, uh, a school project or anything. I wrote it out. I did a, a an index and all that. Uh, yeah. So I was actually kind of a smart kid at that time. And then probably after that book, I fucked up until I went to college. But actually till last year. <laughs> <laughs> just finished? Just wrapped up college? Yeah. But no, I wrote a book. And it was called Tony O because he pitched so many shutouts, you know, he they didn't score off of them. That should be in restaurant. Did they ever start restaurants? Because Tony O's an awesome know. name that for restaurants. That would be a great, yeah. Now, now that Tony Esposito's like 80, it'll probably like screw it. Did he yeah. really? Our singer, Rob. No kidding. Yep. Awesome. And they were, he was great in those commercials. They would sell the whole, he was walking down the aisle of a Binnie's. This is a liquor store in Chicago. The big mega mart liquor stores are awesome. And everything. And so he's walking down the aisle, and the people in the store are hitting a, a horn like it's it's the goal horn. And he gets into his whole goalie stance. He's kind of jumping around, and they do it like two or three times. It's a great commercial. Oh, nice. He did it with he did commercial with Ditka. He did a commercial with Bobby Hall. So all the Chicago greats. All the Chicago sports greats. They all wanted to do Benny's commercials. It was pretty cool. Nice. Rob put that all together. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'd say it's, it's a toss-up between Tony, Esposito, Bobby Hall for me, Ronick's up there, you know, obviously when... Uh, Belfour. Belfour, you know, I got a picture of Belfour on the... Any, anybody who I got in that room over there, I, you know, there's just shit, of course. And, and of course, people are going to like the present guys, Kane and Taves, how could you not like yeah, that? Good. So, Seabrook. yeah, Seabrook is one of my favorite defensemen ever. Um, you know, Doug Wilson, but you know, they, I like the guys who stay with the team a long time. I can't get attached to a guy as from my, from my city, my, I consider Chicago. If, if you know, Rick Sutcliffe was one of my favorite Cubs ever, but he was not with the Cubs that long. So, you know, it's just, I can't say he's one of my, all, my all time favorite Cub is Mark Grace actually with Sammy Sosa being close. You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta love the lifers. You know, that's just yeah, you know, that's, that's what just, you expect from a cub or, yeah. or a hawk. And, and I collect some jerseys, and typically, if you look, they're going to be retired players. Yeah. You know, for the Bears, it's obviously Erlacher. When he came, man, he changed football. But Dan Hampton, Buckus, obviously Walter Payton, who who would not like one him. quarterback in your in your in your. Uh, well, the Bears there. notoriously don't have a good quarterback, and. And they go through them like every twelve minutes. Yeah, so. even uh, you know Jim McMahon won the Super Bowl, and you know, he he was what a great personality when it started. He didn't play that long yeah. with them, so you know he's not going to be one of my all-time favorites. But you know Richard Dent and uh, the '85 Bears picked half that team, and, and you're going to remember championships, so that it makes it a little easier. Yeah, and we don't win a lot of championships in Chicago. No. It's tough, except when the Bulls were on fire. Yeah, the Bulls so won a lot. You seven know, of and them that or was great. Like that. And even then, they interchange players besides, yes. you know, they're a couple stars. So, yep. uh, you know, and you have to. So, all right. So what do we get? We got Malkovich. Ronick. Ronick. Who would be my third? I don't know. I would need somebody. I would like to go way back, but no. Socrates, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just trying to look smart. That's just the crazy. But like a, I do. I want to have a, a good conversation, but I also want to have a con fun conversation. So I don't know. I mean, that's like saying God, yeah, so Einstein, and, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
That's not fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. Was that mean? Sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. You going to leave? No. Yeah, he just threw his, he just kicked my dog. Wow. <laughs> he didn't, but the dog's over there in the corner. Even the dogs are like, this podcast is getting old. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are better. Come on, you got one more. One more. Who would you want to sit with, right? Is that the game? Who we want to sit with? Who you want to talk to? Hang out with? How about who'd you like in this room with us right now? Oh, dude. Okay. Same thing. Same thing. Dead or alive? Hmm. Okay. Godzilla. <laughs> you think so, right? So he picked two. He he can't even pick oh, three. George, George hasn't even given one yet. Yeah, well, I thought it's you go, then I go, kind of thing. You could just jump in any time. I, I literally have not thought it through, but I. I would say Jesus, okay? I would like to talk to him. I would like to see what's the real deal, what really happened, how it went down, and how things work. Um, then next, yeah, you know, you, you got your favorite guy, Tony O. And well, I, he I, just asked me who my favorite athletes yeah. were. I, I didn't say I want to have dinner. I don't want him here. I, was a, I wasn't a big sports guy, so I, I, yeah. I, had the, I, I used to talk about writing a book. I, I, was, I had those, that kind of passion about Bruce Lee. <laughs> so I had Bruce Lee posters all over my room, and my dad's like, why don't you have posters of girls? There's like Farrah Fawcett. You got something to choose from, and I just felt really bad. Yeah. So I'm not gay. Not that there's anything wrong not with that, it. Yeah. Not it's Bruce Lee, dude. Um, all right, so Jesus. And I don't know. Really, I don't know. Michael Jordan would be fun, but, you know, now that that... What was that series that was just on the... Uh... Oh, on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, it was great. So the I kind of know The Last Dance, yeah. I'd still talk to him. I met Rodman a few months ago. It was fun. We were in yeah. California, and um, he apparently owns a bar, dive bar out there, and we went there, and he was there, and really, long story short, we ended up eating some pizza together, taking some pictures, and uh, hanging out, and he's a nice guy. It's hard to understand him sometimes. The way he talks is just... Does he mumble? He mumbles. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mumbler. And, you know, I love him. I really like him. But, um, you know, very difficult to have a conversation with him. So he, I wouldn't want him here right now. Um, <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, I'm shallow. I'm not going for, like, a Socrates or, you know, I wouldn't understand what the guy's talking about. Um, well, I guess if it's about just having him here, I guess Pamela Anderson would be the one I'd ask for. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have to talk. Yeah. It's like, hey. Oh, that might be copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good with me. So, so yeah, I think those are mine. Or was that go. only there's, two? There's my, there's my third. Mike Myers would be. Mike Myers, okay. So you'd want it to be funny. Interesting. Funny, yeah. yeah. Like funny guys, and I think he's, he's a deep thinker and did a lot of great movies. I think uh, Too much light over Adam Sandler would be fun. I think he's a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler would be fun. We'll have Rich go over here. We'll take one. Sandler, huh? You should get some cameras up and do live feed. Yeah, just do a YouTube live. That's what? what my daughter wanted me to do, the podcast. You should. Yeah. All right, so me and Rob are gonna, me and Rich are going to sing right now. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, that flash was still on from last night. Remember, I was... Blinding. <laughs> so we were out to dinner last night, and my wife couldn't take a fucking picture, right? Because she <laughs> didn't put the flash on and didn't know. It's not like she just got an iPhone yesterday. You yeah, think you think happens. a girl who would like be taking pictures all the time would know that? How do I do the flash? She didn't know. Really? Well, well she didn't remember. I hit the flash on for her, yeah. and then I fucked it up. It's crazy. So I just uh, sent a text to Rob, our singer. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. Let's, 
Well, I spelled it wrong, I guess. I said, any chance you can send me your Tony Esposito video right now? And he said, huh? What's that? <laughs> but I said, S-O-C-D-O. So, yeah, of course. S-O-C-D-O. Yeah. S-O-C-D-O. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's from Breaking Bad or something. <laughs> so I got my three out of the way. And then he got his three, right? Did he get Pamela Anderson and Jesus and somebody else. And uh, Sandler. Yeah, who's the other one? I don't know. Adam Sandler, you said. No, well, I was just, yeah, no. Oh, you were just joking around? I was just, I thought I was done. I was just throwing that one out there. Who else is like, really, I'd really like to talk to? Mine would be Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) His breath would just destroy you immediately. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a mean cat. (laughs) Yeah, kind of a pig. That was not a good Godzilla. You could put some effects on that. That might be close. All right. You're listening to Late Night with Mike. Mickey Mouse? Sounds like a jackass. Um, they never talk. Dude. I just got nobody. You'd have them at dinner and they would never say a damn thing. You get to a certain age and you're just not interested in people that much anymore, I guess, because I can't think of a third one I'd really want to talk to. Don't care. You know, I would like to talk to Richie Sambora because I liked him as a guitar player. Got kicked out of Bon Jovi. I don't know anything about him. Is he smart? Is he dumb? Is he what is he? What's his deal? I would like to sit down and talk with him a little bit and see how that goes. What the hell did you do to get kicked out of Bon Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the Well, there's things you'll never know because there could be underlying circumstances. Well, you know, what if he was inappropriate with a band member's girlfriend or wife? You never know. Well, that happens that in happens the band all world. the time, right? It does. Yeah. Not in our band that I can remember. Well, yeah, not the usual. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it got really quiet all of a sudden. You're like, okay. Whoops. 25 years later, I'd like to confess. No, just don't. If we kept it a secret for 25 years, just shut the fuck yeah, up. I don't want to know. Did you like uh, Wasp? The band Wasp? Yeah. He, Rich, loved Wasp. Okay. Yeah. The last time I saw him was at Chicago City Limits, and it was off the cuff. Like, didn't even know they were playing. Somebody said, hey, you want to go? I'm like, and that's a bar. That's not even a big bar. Yeah, t- I played there when I lived out there. I played there. And what's it hold? Yeah. 100 people maybe? Yeah. yeah, it's small. Yeah. And it, he was just still killing it. And, and the sound was just so huge in that bar that night. It was just phenomenal. I, I stood there just going, Jesus Christ, he's still killing it. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a shame he's playing. A, I hate seeing the guys that we are icons to us end up in a place that basically anybody can play you know it's like kind of a yeah it's, it's a, it hurts me it hurts me dude you're a legend you do but i'll tell you on, on another level though which was cool when lady gaga did the dive bar tour i don't and know. this is a couple years ago and not that i follow lady gaga but i thought it was really cool and she'd just show up in cities and obviously it had to book the show at some point somebody had to know and she'd go in all these little bars and just jam now that would be cool yeah because so. you know what when you get big it to play matter. in front of forty thousand people or whatever but the thing is there's 30 feet between you and that first thing of people they're not like up on the stage and i think you lose that cool feeling of being of ro- the sweat of being yeah, rock right. and roll with people right in your face yep. I and mean, that's fun intimacy, intimacy yeah so when people are like the closest people are 20, you can't even see their face. It's kind of. Well, and especially when you're probably, I mean, I don't know because I've never been a star, but if you're a star and you can't really like somebody like her can't just go to Starbucks, you no, know, you she's in there, you know, right away. People are on their phone. Lady Gaga's here and she sure. goes out and there's a crowd by the time her yeah. coffee. But if she gets into a, a dive bar, you know, it's 
It would just be that crowd for that night. And yeah, I'm sure if she stayed there more than an hour, the place is going to really load up. Oh, did she not do that? Like she went in and did a song or two and she got out? I don't know how long she did it. I, I should like Google it and look it up. But I know she was doing that and I thought that was really cool. So Yeah, that's really cool. But I, And everybody's, a lot of bands have done that. I mean, you 2 uh, One of Scorpions did it back in the day. They, they played in Germany, just went into some bar. But they just played a couple songs. The band who was playing, hey, can we use your equipment? I mean, that'd be really freaking cool if, oh, yeah. you know, back in the day, could you see David Lee Roth? Hey, man, look at all the people here tonight. Look can I jump on the you. stage? Yeah, that'd be fucking that'd awesome. Be cool. Dude, Paul McCartney did something like that. He was on that talk show. What is that talk show where they do the... In the car, in the car thing. Yeah. Well, they had Paul McCartney, and and it's in an in it was in England, I think. And they had him behind a curtain, and people just go sit. And there's like twelve people there sitting there. Yeah. You know, the place is not not even a quarter of the way packed, and Paul McCartney is right behind the thing. And they have this shtick going where somebody goes plays the jukebox, and uh, Paul McCartney song comes on, and it's actually him playing. And then the curtains open up, and people just shit That's their gotta be pants. Awesome. Yeah. And then of course, immediately everyone's on their phone. And they didn't care. They let the place just got packed outside and the streets was packed. And Paul McCartney's just going, he's doing it like all his hits yeah. just, and he's loving it because it's like yeah. everyone's respectful. Nobody's trying to tear his clothes off or anything. It's all cool. And he's, you know, <laughs> in a bar. Yeah. Pretty cool. Fuck yeah. That was a cool shtick. That's cool. Well, it's cool when they're down to earth because, you know, let's face it, most celebrities, musicians, athletes, whatever, are pretty arrogant people if you think about it. You know, but I, I mean, you don't know what they're thinking. They're probably like, I'm so tired of crowds and you got to be tired of people yeah. bugging you, bugging because everyone's bugging you all the time. You can't really just you can't do what we're doing, you know. Right. Well, like we were in the restaurant yesterday and if we were famous and people caught out, hey, can we take a picture? Can Constantly. We? And, yeah. you know, you say, oh, yeah, I would always do that and not forget the fans or whatever. And I mean, it's a lot easier now. People could take a picture and then get the fuck out of there, I guess. You know, you say you got a piece of pizza in your you mouth. Say, I do like, it. Yeah, you you know, hey, hey, I'm with my family. You know, can you come back in 20 minutes? I don't know what you'd say. I don't know either. I think at first you'd be really cool with doing a ton of that, but at some point you'd be like, it switches. I think it's fun until the novelty of it is over, and then it's and then if you say something shitty to somebody, one person, and they're like, yeah, he's an it's asshole. in the magazines yeah. and you're an asshole, and it's like, so I don't. Yeah, know. that's a it's famous fleeting, so just quit doing what you're doing, go do something else, and they'll forget about you, and you won't be bothered anymore. But you know, it's a it's a balancing thing. You're making lots of money, and you love doing what you're doing. And this is a you know, this is a part it's of it. Part of it, then. it is part of it. it. Don't have to like it though. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, we're at an hour and a half here, so we're gonna cut this show. It's been great having you here. Got George and Rich from Ooh. Slam St. Joan. I don't really consider them from Slam St. Joan because they're friends of mine. I oh, we still are from yeah, Slam St. Joan. Yeah, and I just consider them my friends. And I introduce uh, myself that way. I say, "Hi, my name is George from Slam St. Joan." Slam St. Joan. And there you have it. And the rest is history. The rest is history. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure. Everyone, you've been listening to Late Night with Mike. We're going to leave you with another classic Slam St. Joan tune. Fuck yeah. Again, thanks to these guys for hanging out with me this weekend. It's been a blast. Episode 3 is out. Take it easy. See you next time.
I can tell that.